0: I'm working at Best Buy and I'm getting these these weird requests from these people that are like I'm not going to lie to you man this is for the bedroom hook me up with a camcorder <laughs> and I'm just like well you're going to need a tripod <laughs>
1: Hey, welcome back to Bad Idea Social Club. I'm Aaron McCall, and this is a space for growers and showers and failures and friends. This time, my dear friend Rhett Blankenship piped in from Austin, Texas, and we gabbed and gabbed for like two and a half hours, most of which was completely unusable. Uh, Rhett's an Emmy Award-winning visual effects artist, and he shared some great stories about finding his footing in video and motion and visual effects, and how his creative pursuits have fully bled into his personal life and vice versa. Before we dive in, don't forget to follow wherever you're listening, leave a five-star review, and please tell your friends. And if you want to help support the podcast, we have t-shirts, and they're up for grabs right now on Cotton Bureau. There's a link in the episode description. Okay, here's my conversation with
0: Rhett. Did I tell you about the time I joined a uh, improv group, and I accidentally yes and myself into a sex cult?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is this one of the bits?
0: Yeah, it was a bit. I worked on it All week. <laughs> all week. I workshopped it forever.
1: That's good.
0: I yeah, I I played it to the barista today. She didn't think it was fun (laughs) at all.
1: So I don't know. Let's let's start with your origin story, right? How did you how did you find video and visual effects?
0: So honestly, I think forever. As a kid, just I was always the one that was Trying to get my hands on a video camera. I asked my parents for for one for Christmas like every year and eventually got one when a little like mini DV camera when I was in um, uh, 11th grade. And I I would film everything. I uh, I grew up as an only child. So I think that like TV and just like those were your friends, those are your siblings. Yeah, yeah. It was always a thing that was just, I've had a passion for it since I can remember.
1: What about schooling?
0: Yeah, yeah, so schooling. So because it's it was such a big thing in my life, I didn't know what else to do. So I I went to Full Sail, which is a film school down in Orlando. It was uh it's a pretty small school. Um it's blown up since then, but but they just it was a trade school and it would it would pump people out super quick. Each month a new round of people would would come. I think 18 months I had a degree. Because it was it was a twenty four hour school, so what does that like mean? You, you could have a a lab or a class at one a.m. So that's one not for a, me. Yeah, one a.m. to four a.m. You could have had a a class or a hands on training thing. Um, their their claim was that the industry kind of works that way, where it's just always running and you jump in when you can. And kind of true. Um, the train never really stops. You couldn't do schooling and have any kind of social yeah. life or yeah. any you couldn't really do or plan anything.
1: So full sale kind of like demanded all of
0: your time. A hundred percent, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't think you could have done anything if you tried.
1: So how much of your fundamentals are from schooling and how much was you just kind of figuring shit out?
0: You ready for this? Yeah. Zero percent schooling. <laughs> <laughs> so so it was strictly film and at the time we had like one dv class which is digital video the film side we were like literally doing 35 millimeter 16 millimeter projects but yeah so and that was again that was all like you know i would have a script writing class i would have you know traditional editing class um as far as what i do now uh motion graphics and visual effects all self-taught um so after I got back from Full sale, uh, I was working at Best Buy because it was like the only thing I could find <laughs> that was even remotely close in Michigan <laughs> to what I wanted to do. Um, and I was like in the camera department and I'm like just this 19-year-old nerd, super into film and cameras and all this stuff. And I'm selling these little like pocket Canon cameras yeah. to 60-year-old moms. <laughs> I'm just like... Yeah, you know, this one, if you just buy this one, you can just like, you can just snap it. And that cat is frozen in time, no blur. And that's <laughs> And that's what I'm spending my time doing. How many uh, How dr- many
1: years ago was that? Because I have to imagine that was a blatant lie.
0: Oh yeah, it was definitely a lie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't work on commission. I didn't care if anybody... Yeah. And that was probably one of my downsides too, is being an employee there, is that I truly didn't care. I don't, you worked in yeah in some sort of yeah i did i did target i did target for a while yeah yeah. dude i honestly
1: didn't wear khakis for ever for the rest of my life after i left that place i've seen
0: you wear khakis no you you
1: have not (laughs) you absolutely have not
0: yeah yeah so best buy (laughs) i'm working at best buy and i'm getting these these weird requests from these people that are like i'm not gonna lie to you man this is for the bedroom hook me up with a camcorder (laughs) and I was like well you're gonna need a tripod (laughs) so I'm dealing with that all day and then in the meantime I'm like I have a buddy who was working for the Washington Capitals and we went to Full Sail together and he was doing motion graphics and I was seeing the stuff that he was doing and I was like, damn, I really need to learn how to do that. It just seems so like freeing, like anything was possible. You didn't need to have a big budget. Any- you could do anything, right? It's yeah. just like whatever your mind wanted to do. And so I just started learning with him. I would just jump on, uh, at the time, I think it was like, Aim or <laughs> or one of the one of the early MSNs or something. Yeah, right. And yeah, we'd just chat all day long. We'd send pictures back and forth. Like, how do you do this? And you, you know, we. It was a really cool time of just like anything is possible. And yeah. I'm still working at Best Buy. So interestingly enough, I was uh friends with Mike Maine's wife, Shannon. Oh yeah, and and Shannon was like, "Hey, I'm working at this this cash for gold place." The, they're looking for an editor to do some commercials and I was like hell yeah <laughs> get me in there <laughs> I mean it was just like anything in the industry I wanted um, in any in any way so yeah uh, I started working there um, making these shit commercials that were they're national commercials but they're supposed to look like they're local so they're yeah. like purposefully shitty it was a terrible job <laughs> and <laughs> Boss was interesting to say the least. Um I'm actually gonna be on a podcast after this with Chris Hansen about that. <laughs> so and so I <laughs> get derailed. It happens. Yeah, so I couldn't wait to get out of there and I was making like eight dollars an hour. I wasn't Ooh. making like anything to do these. And then one day I I had seen that my boss had like left a th- like a sheet out of what he was charging for all of these spots. I think we were doing like fifteen a week or something. Oh shit. And I'm and I'm making eight bucks an hour doing knocking all of these out myself. And I noticed that he is charging five hundred a pop for one. And I was like, fuck this. I gotta I'm out. Yeah. Um and at that same time my buddy Zach, um, who I was learning with, he was like in this position where he was getting so much work that he he was like threatening to quit if they didn't hire someone and basically he was just like hey if you don't hire my friend Rhett I'm gone and so like that day I got a call from I got a call from them and they were just like here's the offer and we need you to move to DC and I was like I'll be there in two weeks
1: man that's a sweet uh, that's a sweet get
0: yeah super super lucky Um, so
1: so was that your first taste of like I guess the shitty gold commercials were kind of your first taste of putting your stuff out nationally But then there was the caps and you've, I mean, you've put your fingerprint on a whole mess of other stuff that people would probably know. Like, do you want to talk about any of that?
0: Sure. Sure. I guess uh, ESPN sports science was a big one for me. I think I worked on that for like eight years. Um, And I was, I mean, that was like a full time year round thing. So it started off, we were doing two episodes a week. They were like seven minutes long. And then we ran into some, some success with the show and because of that uh they would ramp it up where they were doing we were doing like two a day oh we shit we do like two episodes a day and then a lot of times I would be the only one doing all of the graphics for it
1: was that in DC as well or
0: so I was working remote then uh and then occasionally I'd have to fly to we shot uh in Burbank was the uh studio space so we would, I would fly there on occasion um we were doing a lot for Monday Night Football Oh, nice. So we would watch Monday night football from our studio. Like everyone was just hanging out watching it and just hoping nothing cool happened. <laughs> Cause as soon as something cool happened, we'd get a ring from ESPN. They would send all camera angles. We would cut an episode, do all the graphics and everything and, and get it back out to ESPN. And the goal was always roughly seven minutes.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah. So it was like, praying (laughs) nothing good happened the entire game um things would happen and then mad scramble it was just pure chaos it was like zero to a thousand everyone's scrambling everyone's just i mean we're writing copy we're trying to do math uh the show is based in science so you know we have these writers that are trying to figure out like how fast this ball was moving or whatever and yeah the editor would be cutting I would just be making these generic graphics of like player name uh, this x feet and then just waiting to hear and then render 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 track and then
1: and then and then it's in and out of your life in seven minutes
0: yeah and then it would go yeah and then it would air Jesus I was well when sports nights was going I was still doing a bunch of other shows um so like shows with netflix or discovery channel um i designed a, se- a season of american ninja warrior and top chef um and then we were also doing a bunch of stuff with like sports teams so um like if you go to a game like any kind of in-game entertainment like um uh, make some noise all the headshots for yeah. the players like goal all that kind of stuff or whatever um we would be doing that as well for for multiple teams
1: no shit. So for a long time, then your time was just wrapped up. No, no pun intended, but in like the sports arena and yeah. you're just casting out quick shit, raking in Emmys.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, it was a great team. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not fully responsible for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But still. I helped. Yeah. Okay. I helped. So, yeah. So you're, your, your working partner at your own shop, uh, the flannel.
0: Yeah. So actually with, with Zach. So, oh shit, dude, dude I met at full sale. Yeah, he uh, and I and then a dude, uh, Mike, who uh, we met at Monumental Sports. They are the ones that like own the Washington Capitals and the Wizards and the WNBA team and they own a bunch of stuff. But yeah, we met him there and yeah, the three of us have started our own thing. When did that get started? So funny enough, we had that name in like the LLC in 2009. Oh, Yeah. So, but we haven't really kicked it off until I think 2020 was when we all got furloughed and we knew we were like, Oh fuck, what do we do now?
1: You know, you know, my next question was going to be, how did you know it was time? It was, it was, it was when they told you it was time.
0: It was chosen for (laughs) us. Yeah. 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 And a lot of times like we would freelance, you know, forever. I've done so much freelance throughout my entire career, but still worked with like for a company um so we have a lot of um already existing clients but a lot of those are they won't give individuals big contracts right you need right, a, okay. you need a name that they can bill big money to then right. I know three guys
1: let's all move into the same house act, you know make some real money
0: right not physically though we all right, we all yeah. live in different places right, right, right and honestly i think it'd get more shit done just without a bunch of people asking me questions yeah. all day long. <laughs> just people bothering you and shit. Oh, uh, and that's probably, that probably stems from me being an only child too. It's like, I can't get anything done unless I'm just alone in my own world. Yeah.
1: Oh, I just film all over the, ah. um, so with you being so familiar with working remotely, do you ever have issues kind of cutting it off when it's time to cut off work and kind of get into your personal life?
0: I don't even know what that means. Hmm. I can never turn it off. Yeah, I get it's, that. It's like it's like, and it doesn't even have to be specifically for video work. You know, it might be. I'm I'm building a. a I don't know. I'm thing. building. <laughs> yeah, I'm building. A f- I'm building furniture. I'm building something like it's. I think creativity just comes in all forms, right? And I think everybody has it in different in different ways. Yeah, I mean there's there's times where inspirational strike and you just have to hit you just have you just to gotta go. go while the iron's hot, right? Yeah. It could be ten or eleven at night and I'm just like, oh, here's an idea. And then right. I just gotta go try it. And and I guess working from home allows you to be able to just go to the computer and have yeah, everything yeah. that you needed. Um Yeah,
1: but your 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 fiance and your dogs, they all get their time, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't super convincing. <laughs>
0: yeah no they're fine the dogs <laughs> I mean here's the thing the dogs are always going to want more time yeah like we haven't been on a hike in a week you motherfucker take us now yeah yes no no I, I can I can totally stop whatever like I'm making breakfast I'm, I'm making lunch and I'm taking breaks Uh, but yeah sometimes you know if it's not uncommon to have a 60-80 hour week yeah I'm a fucking asshole boss yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm working all the time. But but things that I want to be working on. It's not like I'm dredging through trying to like get through something that I hate every second of it. You ever take um, on stuff that you hate? All the time. Yeah. It's you know, in my world there's a I'm sure there's one the same saying in your world. You do one for the real, one for the meal. Oh yeah. But yeah, and and sometimes you can say no to those things and sometimes it's been a minute and, you need, and some, you need some cash some money <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's and you know how this works it's like you'll have a dry spell and then all of a sudden you'll have way too much it, it's yeah. never a, a steady flow um and it's scary <laughs> and so a lot of times you don't want to say no to things even though you might not love it because i don't know what's coming next
1: yeah i have a i have a mortgage when. i need to pay on
0: sure but i think the, the goal of that is always try your best with whatever you're given yeah, and really put some of yourself into it or you're going to burn yourself out. How do you, how do you put your
1: personal interests within that space? But like, I know that you love horror and travel and all this shit. So (laughs) I know, (laughs) um, and like you've made short films and hell, like I've even seen when you're done with a, with a vacation and whatever you or Kim, uh, post on whatever platform looks like a, produced short film
0: yeah i mean i think i think it just goes back to just it's just been a passion forever i i don't know how to get away from it it's it's all consuming it's like i at the end of the day i just want to be a good storyteller yeah i think that's what i've wrapped everything up to i want to be a good storyteller whether it be telling a story through graphics or or you know, visual effects, helping a story. I just want to be good at that. There's something. So one of my favorite movies of all time is big fish. Oh dude. Me too. Top five. Yeah. Yeah. Same. And so just like him being able to command a room with this story, I've always been so enamored by it. Cause I don't have that in me. Like I'm, I'm a nervous person. Like I'm not the life of the party. I'm kind of a sit back kind of guy. So just just, the idea that someone could do that is so incredible to me and just like have this amazing, like polished arcing story. Yeah. It's so cool.
1: How do you feel like your progress is
0: going ongoing? Um, I think I can do it in some parts. I, I feel like I can do it in some things. Um, but well, I want to get better at screenwriting now, or I want to, you know, it's never ending list. And especially with the way technology moves, um, there's always something to learn. It just, you're a constant student. Right. And, f- and I will be forever.
1: Yeah, well, it seems like with AI, you're not going to have to worry about learning stuff.
0: <laughs> <I'm> terrified. <laughs> I am so terrified. We're, we're doing, yeah, we're working on a project that's like very heavily based in mid-journey stuff. And it's very scary how good it is and how instant it is. We're such in the early stages of this. But yes, it is. It is fairly scary, um, especially because new stuff comes out every day. It gets better and better yeah. every day. Yeah, and like where we were a month ago is very different than where we are now.
1: Is there a scenario where you kind of get back into maybe putting out like another short film or something, and you know you kind of use this technology to really amp that motherfucker up? Or
0: yeah, absolutely. I funny enough, I was writing one. A little while ago um but the idea of now having these i'm not sure if you're familiar with uh like virtual production no so basically um are you familiar with unreal engine
1: talk to me like i'm a third grader
0: (laughs) okay it's what they make video games from okay think of it like think of it like that well you can pipe in real camera data and it's basically how they're shooting um the Mandalorian. But basically it's think of it like there's a screen behind the actors. There's no green screen anymore. It's a real looking set and it is a screen that wraps around, but it is tied to the camera. And so when that camera moves that, that background will offset.
1: Yeah. So you
0: have, so you have real parallax, right? And because of that, you're getting all of the reflection and everything real Jesus Christ like on a helmet or whatever and these screens so there's a big um there's a big studio out in atlanta called Trilith, but they have like these screens that are giant like i'm talking like 60 feet long by 30 feet tall and so you can just shoot on these and they also have roofs on them so you could so the the reflections and lighting is happening on all of the reflective materials
1: Man, I feel like even being in that space would be intimidating as shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a lot to screw up, but the way that technology is moving, indie filmmakers are already using these because yeah. what you can do is you can basically fake it with a just a regular projector and still tie in just like you would. You're not going to be able to get like full 360 or anything, sure. but but think of all of these cool like, Indie movies that are going to be zero budget. It's just some people with a bunch of time.
1: So you mentioned that a lot of this is driven by passion. Turning something you're passionate about uh, into a paycheck can kind of snuff out the spark. How do you? How do you? How do you keep that lit? I
0: think it, I think you just have to do uh, personal projects. Um, I guess the recent one was a series of Friday the Thirteenth fan films that were shot here with some friends. I I shot a little bit with them on the last one but mostly I did visual effects. Oh, right on. And that's just super fun, you know? You're not, there's no money. It's just people that are for just the love of it. doing the thing that it, they love. It reminds me of being like in high school and just making shitty movies with my friends. Yeah. Like, that stuff doesn't go away. I still like have all of that in me.
1: Man, that's special.
0: But it it changes over time. Specifically, like down to to being a better storyteller or right. wanting to get really good at, I saw this cool thing. I want to try to replicate that, see if I can do it. I have like, I have like 12 unfinished things yeah. that are just always, <laughs> you know, you finish one and now I have yeah. four more.
1: Yeah, tell me about some of it.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, as much as you
1: want or we can skip to the next thing. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I do care. He, that's why I asked, but...
0: She, yeah, I mean, so I've been doing these little things on Instagram that are um, just being okay with letting go but that doesn't always end well because then you end up with a bunch of stuff (laughs) that you never finish yeah because you're like i'm too i don't know if i'm too insecure to just i want it to be so perfect that it never will become perfect it's great in theory but then actually doing it and letting go is so fucking hard
1: yeah i know um you know what I got to do? I got to stop writing these questions in just like forward bullets. I should just write out the question, right? <laughs> because now I'm like, I don't know what the, I don't, I don't know what the yeah, fuck this means.
0: I don't, I don't know what this
1: is. Um, but I do want to ask you about like um, the quality expectations for yourself are so high, you know, whether it's uh video uh, motion graphics, you're renovating your home, you're, gutting a van. How do you not get burnt out?
0: <laughs> I wish, you know, I would say I do, I do get burnt out all the time. Um, and then I just jump to a different thing. I will get ultra fixated on something and that becomes a perfectionist thing where it's hard to let go. But then I will get so wrapped up in everything being perfect that I will just have to step away and then pick up something else. Right. So like if I'm working on the van, then things aren't going well, I'm just going to pause and then work on a video thing. Right. I don't know <laughs> if there's a way to prevent that. Yeah. It just kind of um,
1: happens. And then you just kind of try to dust yourself off and
0: yeah. And a lot of times <laughs> there there are projects that are just so hard to face where it's like i you have to put so much of yourself into them that it's it's almost impossible to get the courage to like start again.
1: Right, yeah. Do those uh do those different disciplines ever influence each other?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So uh so i've done some like set design stuff whether it be 3D or or real. Um but yeah, having that kind of um knowledge base helps a ton. Of what what actually works and how things work in the real world totally translates to three d
1: yeah, what about um, you know, I said, what about, and I thought I would think of something, but I didn't <laughs> <laughs> uh before we go topic hopping, is there anything else you want to talk about?
0: I don't know, how are things with you like are you I'm tired? podcast <laughs> podcast dragging tired, you man. down man dude
1: it's so much more work but oh it was come on
0: be. you knew that going in. i mean i
1: knew it was going to be a lot of work and i've had people you know be like hey it's a lot of work and i'm like okay
0: um yeah this is for you more than anyone else
1: yeah I, yeah absolutely absolutely but yeah i mean you didn't
0: have to go through all this you could have just called me
1: yeah well instead i bought a little rig to record the conversation <laughs> um do you want to go topic hopping
0: hit me with it i feel like i'm on a game show
1: uh there there are no prizes uh
0: i have well i'm out
1: i have all right well this was fun all
0: right bye
1: (laughs) uh complete the phrase uh creativity requires
0: is this supposed to be fast or can i think about it
1: you can think about it i'm gonna edit the pauses out anyway such a hard question well
0: yeah take a second that's okay it's gonna does it have to be one word no You're you're looking for a word oh no Cause it's like, it's not patience. Cause I can force it. It might not be good, but I can force it. Right. You stress me out, man. I needed oh. these questions right off the bat. I had. I needed and I needed to think about this for a week and a half.
1: No, I know. That's why. That's why I didn't give you any time. Cause you were gonna give me some canned response.
0: Oh, at least it would have been a response.
1: <laughs> well, okay. Maybe this one's a little easier. What are you listening to right now?
0: Oh, Lo-Fi Girl. What is that? It's just, I'm sure you've seen the picture of her with her headphones on with like at her desk with a cat. It's like an anime or a, um, it's just like a vector art image. When
1: the, when the fuck would I have ever seen that? What is this that? This is a huge
0: thing. I just don't... type, go with Spotify, Apple, whatever you listen to. Just type in lo-fi girl. You'll you'll All see. Right. It's just like chill beats. And then I listen to a lot of podcasts.
1: Love that. What are you, what, what podcasts are you listening to?
0: All the funny ones. Last podcast on the left, Sword and Scale,
1: Anything True Crime. <laughs> All the funny ones.
0: Yeah. The ones that really get you in the guts.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. God. What do you love to do outside of work?
0: Ooh, uh I I just love hanging out. I'm a huge cocktail fan. Yeah. Love like trying new drinks, food. Uh we don't eat meat, but we love going to new restaurants and trying new stuff. It makes it a little bit more limited. But we're in Austin, so there's an endless supply of that. Um What's uh what's your cocktail? Uh what am I drinking right now while talking to you? Well, yeah, well, Vukare. <laughs> I love them. Is that your go-to? Usually no. Well, I guess it depends on weather-based. I'm a weather-based man. So, typically this time of the year, I'm all tiki.
1: Oh, I love tiki.
0: Yeah, so I'll do yeah, Jungle Bird or Mai Tai are kind of my top 2 that I'll make yeah. here
1: a painkiller is my go-to Tiki. You know, I know that I'm going to have to like just write off the whole next day because I fucking love it. Uh, What's, what's the best advice you've ever received?
0: Can I say the late great Aaron McCall once said, don't suck anybody's dick.
1: (laughs) And that was advice I got from James Victoria. That's the second time in his podcast. This has come up.
0: I, uh, so that was a good one, (laughs) but it's also like, I'm sucking dicks all the time. Like, I don't know if I ever really (laughs) goes back to the, the meal thing. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I don't know if that's actually something I live by. (laughs) What about, what about what's the worst advice you've ever received? You know, it might say a lot about me, but people just don't give me advice because you're too, you're too good. No, I think that they just don't care enough to help me.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's, that's far more hurtful than I thought it was going to be. I'm sorry, buddy.
0: No, you know, it's a, I don't know. I don't really ever hear. I don't, I've, I, maybe that has to do with just working siloed for so long is like, sure. I don't, I don't have, I usually don't have a boss or anything. Like I don't have people that are, are like mentors or anything. So no advice. I think, <laughs> yeah, you maybe just cut all of this.
1: Oh no, it's fine. It'll, it'll, it'll edit together just fine. Cool. It's I just good. don't want to sound it like a dick. You're not going to sound like, like a dick.
0: That's yeah. <laughs> why so I actually – you know, one time someone told me, oh, I heard you – it was the first time meeting them, and they said, oh, I heard you have some Emmys. I thought that you would be an asshole because that's what everybody else said about you, how to to describe you. And I so I figured you just must talk about it all the time. And since then, I've been like, I can't bring that up. I don't want to sound like an asshole. I don't want to sound conceited or like a braggart or anything. You know,
1: I'm, I'm always more than happy to bring that up for
0: you. <laughs> it's interesting too, because I think about that a lot. Like for the longest time, my goal was to win an Emmy. Like when I was like starting, I was like, I knew some people who did. And I was like, that is my goal. Right. And did it
1: feel attainable to you right out of the gate? Or is that something that you're like, I'm going to have to fucking bust
0: definitely bust yeah yeah and, it, and a lot of it just comes down to luck right because it, it, at the end of the day it's just some someone's opinion of yeah. who should win it's somewhat arbitrary they, yeah it doesn't really mean anything it's like how do you judge art
1: yeah uh, I fucking hate art competitions and I know that you know that's a little bit different than this I think I'm sure there's a uh, different criteria that goes into an Emmy but it is super subjective
0: yeah, hundred percent. And I'll I'll look at other people's things that you're up against and be like, oh, there's this is way fucking cooler. Yeah. Do you do that
1: a lot? Do you compare yourself to uh, to uh, other visual effects artists?
0: Uh, yeah, all the time. Um, and that's actually why I don't get on Instagram or I don't. I'm actually the least. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't. I'm not like up with current like trends, and I don't watch other people's stuff. I don't. Because I, it's just so discouraging to me. Um And it's been that way for like probably at least 13 years. Forever. Now.
1: The whole time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I always just get down on myself rather than inspired by others. But after I had won and it was like this huge achievement that I had like set for myself and unlocked, it was like, now what, where do I go now? Yeah. Right. Like this was like, this was like the climb Everest for me.
1: Right. I did it and now it's not like unsettling, but like it's not it's super un, it's fulfilling. Almost,
0: yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what it, it's become. It's like, well, now what do I do? And I still haven't figured it out. And was, I I won the first one when I was 25. And so now it's just, I don't know. Do you want
1: to do it again? Do you have something else on the horizon?
0: Well, you have to pay for those. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. They're 500 bucks a pop. No, no,
1: no, yeah. no, no, no. And no, so no, the, no.
0: the first year I won, I was like, no, fuck you guys. Like, this is stupid. I'm not doing it. Oh, my mom was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was so mad. Just like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. You didn't do it. You fucking idiot. <laughs> Words so, of wisdom uh, yeah. from your mother. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing is like, you know, I've won a handful now and I don't, I don't even care. You're good. That's not even if th- who cares about him, but I don't know what that next step is. And I haven't. It's taken me a long time to try to figure that out.
1: I think that's fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yes, but I also don't think it pushes me as hard as I it pushed me before. I had like a hunger before because right. I had like this main goal.
1: Kind of like when you when you're trying to get in shape for a
0: trip, right? <laughs> yeah, you're you know? trying to get that beach bod, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's kind of like I need this extra thing to kind of push me to the next level, I guess.
0: Exactly. Yeah, you need that like goal, but I haven't figured out what that is.
1: Any Any sense
0: of what it might be? I would love to write and direct like a film. I think it'd be really interesting. I am a very inwardly stressful person, so it may <laughs> kill me. It may be the end of me. um no, but I think you know with every with all these streaming services, it now feels more obtainable to do something than ever.
1: Have you been privy to the process, uh, to what it takes to get something on one of those streaming services?
0: Uh, similar, yeah, kind of. I've, I was definitely in like processes of like shows, shows specifically, not really movies. But, um, and a lot of times now it's just like, especially with all these niche um, streaming services. If you if you are a horror fan, you have Shudder or um, Bloody Disgusting has their own now too. So like they're itching for content. So, like, if you have something that has a good story and some decent production quality, it right. doesn't have to be like millions and millions of dollars anymore. And that's super exciting. And it's never been a better time to be a filmmaker. Because I, I have I have many scripts that I have written for shorts. I probably have five or six that have just that I've written. And over you're just not doing past, anything with them. Yeah, over the past like 25 years. Why? It's it's tough. Um, first one was a zombie short, and then The Walking Dead came out. Mm. Like, Kind of would look like four, you're piggybacking. Four years after we had written this, yeah. And I had already, like, I flew out a director from L.A., like one of my buddies that I had met down in Florida. Like, we, we were serious about it. We had, like, casting calls and all sorts of stuff. Um, but, yeah, and then it becomes like, oh, you're just going to get compared. And then And then my next one, funny enough, was... Uh, a man at the end of the world who is like the last man on earth. Oh, And And then 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 fucking Will Forte comes (laughs) here. And then a year and a half, Will Forte comes around. Yeah, and obviously that's a great show if you haven't seen it. And there's no way we're going to compete with that. It's hilarious. No, they did it right. They, They did it. Yeah, it's just been a bunch of those, like these scenarios where I am just too late.
1: It kind of feels like a little bit like maybe
0: don't sit on it. <laughs> Probably Right. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Boom roasted man. So, okay. So I don't know. How do you, how do you even get in contention?
0: You have to pay to enter.
1: Right. So it's just like any other creative awards thing. Sh-
0: sure. But the, pro- uh, like a producer has to, or whoever is like ahead of whatever has to submit. Right. And then and then if you get nominated, so out of the hundreds or whatever submitted, they nominate like 5.
1: Jeez, and there's probably a big cost with even submitting.
0: I'm sure. Dude.
1: So I, I don't even submit to the local addies anymore just because <laughs> of the you. <laughs> of the of the subjectivity of the whole thing where sure. it's just like fucking what am I spending money on?
0: To say that you have it. Yeah. at the end of the day it doesn't really mean anything to anyone yeah the work should speak for itself yeah right? yeah, the work sh- should speak for itself I should
1: check all these boxes to do what it needs to do when it's done and it performs how it performs like I feel like that's far more rewarding than a fucking I mean let's be honest like a local Addy show that's far more rewarding than a plaque
0: yeah so you have to pay for the plaque yeah and otherwise
1: they just give you like a sheet of paper that they print out
0: <laughs> that's exactly what I got that first time <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, so and they're then, on par. Yeah, yeah, same shit. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh,
1: what's, your,
0: what's your favorite movie? Oh, uh, probably Jaws. Yeah, I mean, nothing has, has made a lasting impact like Jaws has. Like, I still can't be in big open water and not yeah. think about it. Yeah, I don't trust the ocean. Yeah, see, did you see Jaws?
1: Uh, not until I was like a bit older, but I probably fucked you up because I'm. Assuming you saw it when you were a kid.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Like my parents both liked horror movies. And yeah, probably watched them a little too young. Got into them watching like Friday the thirteenth marathons on Friday the thirteenth and that kind of thing. Uh but yeah. I'm like a part of a horror club here in town and just we'll go through some like deep cuts and every year I'll do a thirty one brand new horror movies to me of October. How many years then, have you been doing that? <laughs> Ooh, I think I'm like fifteen. Shit, Yeah. The well is, is we're trying up. (laughs) Yeah. So especially because I watch a lot of horror movies in general and then trying to find 31 new that I've never seen. Not that many good horror movies come out a year. (laughs) I did that. So in Austin, they do this jaws on the water, which is by the Alamo draft house. Basically there's a corner of the, the lake that they will, put up an inflatable screen at and then they'll like kind of dock off this area where they will like everyone's in inner tubes so you watch jaws while you're on these inner tubes in this lake and it's and it's dark and so you have (laughs) you have these glow sticks and you'll lift them up they're like your drink tickets and right so they're like serving drinks and stuff and you you just never leave this raft well they hire scuba divers
1: and oh, they will you. go under
0: <laughs> and they will they will grab you or like poke you they'll just like just graze against you or whatever and they got me they got me so good that it was like at the like the climax of the movie where they're like swimming underwater with this thing yeah. and one of those assholes touched like in the center of the tube they just like just poked Boop. I swear to God, I was three feet in the air just (laughs) out of there. Oh, my God. Just peeing. Just got me so good. Oh, man. Everyone was just making fun of me.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. I'm going to pause for a second to open this.
0: Yeah, I got another. I'm going to go get another one. Cool.
1: Dude said he was just getting ready to go get a drink, and I can hear him having a full... Conversation with his fiance, I fear he may have moved on. I don't know. Maybe she's just talking to their dogs.
0: They don't make ciders here like they do in Michigan.
1: What do you What do you have right now?
0: This is an Argus, which is the, I would say probably our favorite. I mean, I have a special place in my heart for all sorts of Vandermill stuff, but.
1: Right? Do you have any regrets?
0: All of them. Every single move. Every, everything I've ever done Pick regretted. One. Yo, yeah. No, no, uh, no, I don't think so. Um, just kind of a sum of all my parts, right? Like everything has led me here. It's, you know, everybody kind of says that, but it's true. Like something you think is the end of the world happens is a cause of now I have this opportunity. Right, Right? I couldn't have done that. I couldn't have done A if B would wouldn't have happened. So, yes and no. Do I? You know, sometimes you hoped or wished things would have would have gone smoother. Sure, but at the end of the day, I mean, you can't really say yes unless you are a fucking scumbag. Unless you're in prison or something. (laughs) I don't. Uh,
1: So I think I think the last. Did your chair
0: good? Yeah, sorry. You're done with the to, fucking noise. <laughs> I wanted to I just, adjust while you were talking and not me, because you could. Yeah, I can just because I'm because I'm more important.
1: Um, as of this moment, Rhett, are you okay?
0: Yeah. Generally speaking, yeah. I think 2020 really fucked up a lot of a lot of stuff. Yeah. Right? I had to kind of like learn how to live again, being isolated, working from home to begin with, and then. Just the world kind of getting flipped upside down. I don't know if I've fully recovered yet.
1: Yeah. Do you feel like you're better off having met Kim before the world shut down?
0: Oh, I don't know how anyone could have done it alone. How, I mean, I have so many like bits that I do all the time. So many voices <laughs> and just to leave that on deaf ears to no one crime. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, man. I think we did it. Boom. Um, I guess before we go, where can, where can people find you?
0: Yeah, you can find me at theflannel.com. Um, me personally, ratblankenship.com. And that has kind of a link to all my bullshits that I know, <laughs> never really post on. But I think just the website will take you everywhere.
1: All right, let's get out of
0: here. Getting tired of all these noises in my head.